The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another session here at the KickPod Dojo. I am your host slash sensei, TJ Williams, giving you the insider of my martial arts experience, as well as discussing martial arts-based subjects and highlighting certain martial artists from actors and real-life martial artists from around the world. Okay, this week's session is, um, I'm going to um, talk about the style known as capoeira which is an afro-brazilian martial arts style as well as um talk about the movie that surrounds the style of capoeira um only the strong starring mark the cascos and um so just a heads up um for those that are listening i'm doing actually doing a facebook live right now and so if you hear me say hi to somebody, um, just to let you know that I'm doing it on Facebook Live. Okay, so I'm going to start off with um, discussing um, the style of capoeira. Like I said, it's an Afro-Brazilian martial arts style combining the elements of dance, acrobats, and music, as well as um, martial artists, martial arts. So mostly how I would describe it is... Um, it's a style of part dance, part fight, and part game. Mostly that's um, from my experience from doing List Mills Body Combat because we kind of do um, a little bit of martial arts in um, the workouts. So in some occasions we do capoeira. So I kind of describe like what, um, what the whole style is. So mostly you'll see me doing like the Jenga, which is that's the fighting stance of the martial arts of capoeira and we kind of do lunges and kicks and pretty much that's how it is all right so the development of the style goes as far as the beginning of the 16th century so you're looking at pretty much the 1500s to the 1600s that's when slaves that were shipped to brazil so definitely from there the african-americans that were shipped to brazil they designed their this developed the style. Alright, so the concept of capoeira is basically acrobats and complex maneuvers using hands on the ground and inverted kicks. Now usually it starts with a rocking step fighting style or fighting stance called the Jenga, like I said. So picture this, the Jenga. It's more like a fast-paced um cursey lunge. If you do a normally cursey cursey lunge fast. That's what a Jenga is. That's the fighting stance that they use in Capoeira. Right, so think about that. If you when you're doing a cursing lunge, that's um, whenever anybody says Jenga, that's what you're doing. Right. So the focal point, well, that's that's basically the focal points of all techniques doing a Jenga. Right. And definitely the practitioner, the practitioner of the style is known as uh, Capoeira. Perina. Uh, oh, there's another. Hi, Jason. I right, just do my um, podcast. And of course, um, the instructor of the style is known as um, Mestre. All right, so 
if you are referring to um, the instructor as like a master or a mestre, then that's that's cool. All right, so my view of the style. I mean, this is a really unique style, but you know, it'd be nice if I actually, actually, um, trained to actually do this because I can imagine myself doing um, all the um, the the moves and everything, and yet um, with Capoeira, it's got a lot of speed to it, and you know, from what I've um, researched and from what I've watched, um, yeah, it's really a real unique style. Like unlike the Japanese styles that you see, mostly they figure out, do traditional stances where you're almost like you're like in a, a statue type of stance, but with with Capoeira, you're constantly moving. Right. So just going on into the history of um, Capoeira, like I said, it started in the 16th century, like you're looking at between 1500 and 1600. So this is when slaves were shipped off to Brazil and they were made to work in the, um, the sugar plantation. And so that was their, um, that was, um, they were forced to work there. And before they would, um, before Capoeira was, um, creative, you know, it comes from, derived from another African fighting style originated in the kingdom of Congo called N'Golo. I mean, it's sort of a dance ritual of, of involving kicks, headbutting, slap boxing, walking on one's hands, deception, and evasion. So basically, that's what Capoeira comes from. All right, so even though it's dancing, it does have a religious purpose behind it. You know, as it's linked to the afterlife and channeling ancestors into their dance. Other than the... Um, um, in Golo, they would do. They would use uh, different methods to call them um, insignia, which is weapons and grappling. Uh, so basically, that's where Capoeira comes from. And just to give you an example of um, Igolo, uh, if you watch the movie um, The Quest with Van Damme, all right, you have the style of Capoeira. Or you have the country of Brazil and Africa in there. And of course, the person from Brazil to use capoeira. But if you notice, um, there's a fighter from Africa that sort of used a similar type of capoeira, and I think it's Angolo. All right, so in this case, they use sidestep. Well, unlike the Jenga, where you use like a cursey lunge. So basically, their fighting stance is they sidestep. I'm not sure if that's some um, Angolo, but that's look like that's close to the style that they use in Africa. So basically that's where capoeira comes from. Now going how this affected slaves. Alright, so they work in a plantation, you know, slavery was pretty much devious, no question, or it's no different in um the United States, you know. If you were educated, if you're a black or African educated person then you were considered dangerous. But in this case, um, in um, Brazil, I mean, the only type of, um, uh, only type of um, thing they can use is learn from is capoeira because you got Africans that were um, proficient in Angola and they would just um, use that, practice that, and kind of invert that into 
the earliest um, form of capoeira. And yet, um, they would disguise this as a folk dance just to make sure their slave masters weren't looking. They were thinking that they were dancing, but on the other side of the coin, when they weren't looking, they were using this to, as self-defense. Right? So, um, they would have a chance to, of liberty and independence. You know, that the earliest form definitely increased that chances of um, them being free. And yet, if um, you had um, escaped slaves, um, they would flee to small villages. And um, these small villages were known as... Um, Quilombo. I'm man. I, I'm kind of hard. Um, well, this is just some small villages, um, small colonies before escaped slaves, and they would, um, of course, um, well, let's look at this. This is more equivalent to the our Americans Underground Railroad. I mean, you escape slave and you go to these safe havens to, to avoid the uh, authorities. Um, so people that were out to uh, come get you if you escape so these were just like um like safe havens for the escaped slaves in brazil and yet um and his here's where things get interesting with the capoeira like after slavery was abolished in brazil like pretty much you said to say probably 20 years after the abolishment of slavery in the united states and by on may may um yeah, it was in pretty much May in 1888. That's when slavery was abolished in Brazil. But and yet, um, the abolishment of um, slavery was good. But yet, um, the the government felt like if you were uh, proficient or if you were studying capoeira, you were considered dangerous, and they felt that they were were going to evolve, were revolve against them. So they banned capoeira say for the probably the next 44 years so if you were caught like practicing capoeira you were either arrested and you were beaten you were made example if you were caught doing capoeira all right so but that that didn't stop the band didn't stop um, people to study from studying capoeira all right so they would go in secret and like um, pretty much secret places to study capoeira because this was definitely a unique complex style all right so in this case um they would just keep the tradition tradition alive to actually practice capoeira and yet and it was 44 years later that the ban was lifted and they were they would actually were asked to perform in front of the government on this Capoeira. In this case, um, in Capoeira from there, probably to say the 1930s, Capoeira became like a national a sport, national um, art of Brazil, like second to um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Right, so maybe um, I might go in that then a couple episodes later with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but with this is Capoeira. All right, so not only... It's the art of capoeira that keeps it alive. It's also the music. Like I mentioned before, there's music behind the, the art. And the music would help keep the pace, the decent pace and rhythm up to the style. So you had pretty much the four the basic instruments that were involved in capoeira. So you got the, the, 
uh, make sure I say this right, um, the pandero, which is almost a tambourine type drum, they use that. And you got the ataba key, ataba K, which is a tall wooden hand drum. And you got the agolo, agola, which is a single or multiple bell. And the last um, instrument is I'm something I'm familiar with. It's the it's the bell and bar, it's a bell and bar, or the brimming bar. That's what it's called. I can't pronounce it, but it's sort of like a bow and arrow type of instrument, and they would use it. And like I said, if you watch the movie um, Own the Strong, you'll see that. Um, I'll discuss that later. Yeah, you'll see that instrument if you actually watch the movie. No, I watched that movie a hundred times. So that's like the four instruments in the um the capoeira. And from what I hear from ancient history, alright, so there's like two taps two types of capoeira. There's the Angola, which is come from Africa. That's the mother of the actual capoeira. It's a, it's a, actually a slow pace, so it's more low to the ground. Alright, so that's the tap of capoeira comes from West Africa. And also you have the um, regional regional capoeira, which is the fast pace. It's more standing. All right, so I believe that um, there's two types of ways you can do capoeira. I mean, whatever you choose, whatever feels good for you. So if you're type, the type of person that likes to go low ground, then you would go with Angola type capoeira. If you're the person that likes to stand up, then you go to the regional type capoeira. That's more fast-paced. Alright, so just to let you know that capoeira is the second national sport in Brazil. Alright, so yeah, like I said, that then the first one would be Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Alright, so really, I probably would like to sometime may, um, study this um, martial arts style. And, you know, the only thing I'm familiar with is the Jenga because I'm um, from doing bomb... Doing, um... By combat, because you know I'm familiar with Jenga. That's just like a lovely um, fighting style, fighting stance. Yeah. Okay, so I can pretty much discuss what Capoeira is. So it's like unique and a lot of flipping, pretty much. That's where tr I guess that's where tricking came from, and that's why um, if you notice, if you see Capoeira, it's not only a fighting style; it's almost like dancing. You'll see it in dancing. Like if you see it out in the street or in, in performance. And you'll see that a lot in, in uh, movies. Yeah. So that's the Capoeira. Alright. So now going into the movie. Alright. So just a short um, summary of the movie. So here you go. You got this movie, Only the Strong, that was back in 1993. Starring Mark DeCascos, who played Louis Stevens. A ex um, Green Beret of the U.S. Army returning to Miami after completing his military service in Brazil. And upon returning, he visits his old high school only to see that it's becoming overrun by gangs and drug dealers. You know, after a dispute with a um, group of um, drug dealers. He, that drew the attention of his former teacher to start a program in which it turns around um, juvenile delinquents on the verge of dropout. 
and yet you have this. Uh, eventually, the uh, the program draws the attention, also draws the attention of a local drug lord whose cousin is involved in the in the program. All right, so in this so in this discussion with the movie, I'm gonna kind of talk about scenes going from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie and kind of analyze what I see, which involves the Capoeira. All right, so let's start with the beginning of the movie. So here you go. You got Louis Stevens. Um, you see him in the beginning of the movie. He's standing on a pier. And all of a sudden, you hear this music in the background. And, of course, uh, it starts getting a little louder and it starts getting faster. And then you hear people singing. And all of a sudden, you see him turn around, look at the camera. And from there, you see a group of people surrounding in a circle. And you hear people singing, and they're playing the instruments, and you'll hear the beer and bow. It's kind of sound like a, um, a harp kind of, or it's just like a banjo type of instrument. But it's got one string on it, and it makes this wonderful sound. And from there, you see two guys holding hands, or definitely, that's more like how you greet people in Capoeira. Then they go do a um, round-off backflip into the mill, and they start practicing Capoeira. And in this case, and then of course, um, it gets to the time where you see um, Louis Stevens. He goes, he he does, he goes in there with um, another uh, Capoeira pr pr practitioner, and he does his thing, and it's like a surprise, and that he knows Capoeira, so he's in there doing it, going crazy, and then getting into the movement. And you see, um, I guess he's um, shaking hands with his, um, I guess his mestre, the person that taught him. I guess he spent like, I think either four or several years in Brazil, other than learning the language, but learning the um, style of capoeira. And of course, he's um, confronted by his um, superior officer in the army. And um, he's, of course, um, told that he's um, discharged from the army. And yet, um, uh, before his departure, um, his mestre, I think he gives them the beer and bow as a present. All right, so really that's something that um, he wants to, him to remember him by when he goes back to goes back home. All right, so that's pretty much that's the first look you're gonna get of Capoeira. All right, going to the next scene. Of course, he returns back home, and he gets and he visits his um, old high school, and he sees um, it's being overrun by drug dealers it's all spray paint all over the place graffiti and um he runs into his old um old teacher that turned well just a something that um well something that he that you just know about he used to be a juvenile delinquent himself um lewis stevens um and um, I guess um, his old social studies teacher is the one that turned him around, made him a better person. And yet he goes and visits him, and um, and his teacher um, informs him of what the, what's what's going on with the school. And in this case, um, they go into like the feeding grounds, and they're trying to figure out. And let's just say Lewis is trying to prevent him from quitting. It's like his teacher's starting to give up. It's like he's like these kids are not worth saving anymore. And from there, that to uh, Louis Stevens is made, he kind of walks away and he says, sorry, I even came here. And then it goes on to 
the next scene, he gets into there was a yard fight or a situation, a, a commotion in a in a uh, lunch yard, and it involved um, a dr drug dealer who um, who slaps his brother down for not selling drugs. And of course, the drug dealer noticed that um, Stevens was standing there, and he mistaken him for a teacher. And of course, Louis Stevens asked him to let him go. And then, of course, that um, even angered the drug dealer even more, telling him it's family matters; it's none of your business. And then from there, Louis Stevens responded by, "There's no law that says I can't make it my business," and to let the kid go. And from there. He gets in this dispute with um, the with the drug dealer and uh, his associates, and and he uses Capoeira to fight him off, and that was like amazing. That's one of my favorite scenes. It's like the it's like they get surrounding him and he gets kicked around a little bit, but he comes back with um with superior moves and he goes on to like the the actual drug dealer. He gets slapped around, but he takes out the drug dealer using Capoeira. And I like the finish too, when he does um he does his jenga and he does like a L kick, and that's like knocks him out, and that draws the attention of um his his um um social studies teacher, who's played by the late um Griffin um Lewis Lu yeah Lewis Lewis yeah yeah that's his um name um yeah he was in a good movie other movies he's in his movies um. Tango and Cash and um, um, Double Impact with Van Damme. So he was a good actor. I, I really enjoyed him. And of course, um, he kind of proposed to the um, school faculty that he wanted to do a experimental martial arts program, like get like the worst students in the high school and put them in this program and see if he can turn them around. Of course, um, there's a lot of kids that or a lot of um, teachers that were, um, that were like, um, say, no way, this is not going to work. And then, of course, um, Lewis's um, ex-girlfriend, who actually is a teacher of Lincoln High, though that's the high school that he's graduated from, and kind of stepped in and said, um, why not give us a try? All right, so that's um, something that really, when you got that one person's full of confidence, um, yeah, then that's that's what you should do. Like, really, if somebody tells you that give this give a program a try, why not? It's only experimental. All right. So now going into the experimental program. So you take the twelve worst kids of the school to turn them into decent students. All right. So yeah, they kind of find an abandoned place, a abandoned firehouse, and yeah, in the first day. Pretty much doesn't go as well because you know you know they of course they're you that's what you expect from 12 um delinquents is that they they're going to act up i mean of course yeah and then you got him um first demonstrating the jenga and they laugh at that and then actually you know he does the moves and that gets their attention and then from from there um a student that had a boom box on there and he was playing some um, actual like um, hip hop music, and then from there he took a tape and um, he took the boombox and put a tape in, and he recorded um, some music from actual Capoeira music. And then of course students were like 
dissatisfied with it, saying that it, it was like voodoo music. And then one of the students who happens who happens to be it's almost like the leader of the group, name of Orlando Orivetis, played by Richard Coca. All right. So he kind of tries to steal the boom bops away from him. In this case, he pulls out a switchblade and he tries to cut um, Louis Stevens with it. And, you know, Stevens is probably just fooling around trying to evade. So pretty much this is part of Capoeira. So if you don't want to fight with a person or hit them, then that's where um, you use your evading skills. So that's what he was doing. He's doing Jenga, doing cartwheels, turn, twists and turns. And then from there, he just trips him down and and um, gets the switchblade. And so that was the whole session for the first day. And he, and of course, of course, um, the guy with the boombox, Don, Donovan, asked him if he could borrow it. And then from there, he turned the voodoo music into a remix. All right, so that pretty much felt better. So here goes the next day. So here they are the next day. All right, so they're in the backyard, and then they was trying to go over the Jenga. He's trying to go over Jenga, and then one of the students says, and he wants to learn how to fight. And then, you know, then the other student, another student kind of mimicked him and mocked him about it. Yeah, kind of mocked him and then slapped him around. And then, of course, he dismissed the class, but, the, of course, the student that got slapped around had to stay. But with that... He kind of gave him a private lesson. All right, so that's what you kind of do when you see that one person that um wants to learn how to do like how to fight, and then of course other people making a mockery. Then you go, you make an example of that kid. So here he is, some um, kind of staying the whole afternoon, learning how to do capoeira, and trying to uh, encourage him that you can't be, a, you don't want to be a slave. So that's just what I was talking about the, with the capoeira and slavery. So with slavery, um, they use capoeira as an escape. So really, they you you cannot be a slave of anybody, even your own family. So that's you're gonna learn a little bit of that from Orlando, who's the center of the um whole capoeira program. So yeah, he's trained um the guy that wanted to learn how to fight, and um from there the next day, he gets in the fight with the same guy that slapped him around. Using the capoeira he learned from Louis Stevens. And successfully, he took him out. I mean, he gave him a good kick right to the soapbox and knocked the wind out of him. And that was it. And from there, that got people's attention to start to try his capoeira out. And even the guy that got, got beat kind of got into it. So, really... That was that was pretty much a wonderful. That's at least the start of the program, at least getting people's attention. And from there, other than then, then they learned how to the instruments. Of course, they was playing the bongos, the tamarines, all the instruments I was talking about before. Yeah, that that was a good um. Well, he's talking talking. Well, he's trying to discuss the culture, you know, other than the fighting, the culture, the music. And then, of course, um, everybody else was getting instruments, and then he had the Berenbau that sets the pace of the game. And you'll see him, he plays it a little bit, and then uh, you got everybody else falling in, and it, make, it makes good music, and then people will start getting into it. And then from there, he goes into giving the Berenbau to Orlando, wanting him to try it.
he comes says this comment says i know you got this in your blood and then of course Solano kind of like gets like snippy and then like it's like he's like you don't know anything about me of course he doesn't know i mean that's what you want to do you want to learn everything about it and then i guess he kind of gets in a temper tantrum and walks out and then from there we go on to the next scene he runs into the uh, drug lo drug lord that knows Capoeira. All right, so it gets into the next scene where they're playing basketball in the um in the courtyard or in the court basketball court, and um Louis Stevens um try to catches crutches up with Orlando, and tells him that um that he he wants to give him a chance or he, he wants him to do great things, and then of course. He gets in a uh, dispute with the gang members, the people he playing basketball with. And then from there, after he beats them all up, you got um, Severio, who actually is the um, drug lord, played by Parco Christian um, Prieto. Um, yeah, good actor. I think if you see him do Capoeira, you watch him in the movie Lionheart with Van Damme. It's like the pool, empty pool scene. Right. So anyway, he confronts the drug lord and tells him um he wants um let's just say he wants to give him a sort of an interview like an initiative it's like you want to join me teach these people how to fight you know and lewis kind of refuses and says he wants to change lives not um sell drugs like to not destroy him and you try to convince orlando to come back and then from there he gets into a fight with um, Severio, who is um, proficient in Capoeira. And unfortunately, Lewis loses that fight and gets a beatdown. And from there, uh, of course, Orlando, he's standing there. He's standing there watching. And for some reason, as you, as you see him, as you look at him, he starts to change a little bit. And you'll see you'll see that, you know, he's starting to get in there, gets into it, and then he starts... The change he's got that worried look so after Severio beats him he like he just has that look on his face and now he's not happy about it uh okay oh gene hi gene uh so uh okay so yeah he gets the beat down and of course um the next day the program continues and yet um things are getting better and you see Orlando, who had that worried look on his face after Severio beat um, Louis Stevens. He um, starts to come around and start getting involved in the program. So at least that's that's a, a change right there. He went from being a kid that's a delinquent kid to somebody that wants to get better. So he was a change. So in this time, like I said before, with slavery, you know, you got that family member that goes bad and... He expects you to follow his lead and you know you don't want to because she you don't want to because it's not right but yet you do it anyway because you're scared of him so that's pretty much the whole that's pretty much what the whole thing that goes on with most of these kids you know you got that one person you that bully or family matter family family member that try to try to pushes you into the wrong direction and you know you're the, that person that try to push them right direction, and you know you're not gonna break them. 
and that you're not gonna um get them to go down the right path yeah because you know they're they're scared you know they're told like they're they're gonna be they're losers or whatever so that's the thing i deal with when i'm teaching kids you know you got that one parent that that they deal with that they don't want to um uh, how i'm doing i'm doing all right jen um gene uh so i'm just doing my podcast yeah getting this all recorded so um i can put this on my on um on the website all right so continuing on so the the program kind of gets them coming around so they go on these field trips and of course um they kind of discuss choices and um (laughs) and um well, definitely he talks with um, Lewis Stevens on the beach. So that's what they do. They go on a field trip to like the beach. So that's what they're getting a good like glimpse of what people that that train in Capoeira do. They go on the beach, and um, yeah, they were having their fun, learning how to camp too. So in this case, um, he's yeah he's sitting down with Orlando, and he's trying to talk about there's choices other than doing gang stuff and violence. And in this case, um, of course, they come back from their trip, and yet more heat comes. And as um, Orlando's cousin Severio is waiting them at the school, and he's angry at um, Orlando because he was supposed to do some a job for him. Of course, um, in that case, other than drug dealing, he strips cars for parts. And of course, the heat begins um, with the gang starting a war with Stevens, and from there things kind of get hot. Where um, the gang members start some um, trashing the school, and um, even like flattened tires, breaking windows, knocking teachers down, and it gets to a scene where Severio beats up, um, kind of knocks um, uh, Louis Stevens's um, former um, social studies teacher unconscious, and he burns his um, class. He st- sets his um, class on fire. And from there, you got um, Shay and Donovan that um, notice the fire, and Donovan try to they try to save him, or let's just say Donovan was trying to get the burn bow, and the um, room was burned down, and um, it was too late, and um, Donovan was killed. All right, so I mean, that was like the worst scene right there. No, that that kind of made me a little upset that um, you know, you know you. You got the program working so well, and then you know you got these kids turned around, and then of course the next you know, then it gets an entanglement with a local street gang, and from there um, things go downhill, and from there, of course um after the situation happened with um the fire in the classroom, um, Stevens was met was blamed for the whole thing, and then he was banished from the school. Uh, from there so definitely that was it with the capoeira program so it gets to the next scene where um lewis stevens like is in his um green beret outfit again and he's um confronted by orlando who tells him that um he needs to leave miami because things got real things got real and real quick and um so in this case, um, he's preparing himself to um, 
gain his honor back, redemption. So he found out where of Severio's um Severio's um whole um chop shop is. And so he plans on confronting this the well, let's just say he's um trying to get um his attention. You know, definitely I guess this is how things were in Brazil, you know, you are you know, slavery is um terrible, so you try to get their attention. Just like they um the government got um that's why they got the government's attention. It's like if you learn Capoeira, you're a dangerous person. So that's why they had it banned. So in this case, um, they wanted the the they wanted to um put a roadblock in um whole in um in the program. So that ended up being successful. But yet, that got his attention to fight back. So in this case, she goes in the chop shop and sends Severio a message by destroying um, a car full of money. And that definitely got um, Severio um, irate. And from there, it goes to another scene where they're chasing him down the street, trying to catch him. So he wants him alive for some reason. And it goes into almost a final scene. With a final fight, they catch Stevens after they um after they destroyed the chop shop, and um it gets to the point where they they catch him, they drag him over to Severio, but um you got Orlando and the group creating a barrier between Severio and the the gang bringing Stevens in, and yet they thr they threaten them they threaten them to give them their teacher back. And then it gets to a scene where Severio was saying, get out of here before you get hurt. And then he said he'll deal. And he looks at Orlando and says, I'll deal with you later. And then you got Orlando standing up saying, deal with me now. Because we're not letting you through until you hand them over. And it gets to the point where Orlando gets a hit in and then gets knocked down. And then from there... Stevens stands straight and challenges Severio to a fight. And this where that this is one of my other favorite scenes that he gets in a fight with um Severio. So they actually starts the fight with machetes. Alright, so they have the machete, they fight with machetes, and they like going back and forth. From there they um they get disengard disregard with or disengaged or disengage with the um with their machetes, and they started fighting regular Capoeira. So we got Severio get the upper hand, and you know they're going back and forth, back and forth, and then from there Severio gets the upper hand and um, starts choking them. And from there, the their the um, Stevens um, group is starts chatting. I mean, they didn't have no instruments, so that's how they chat. They start chanting, chanting, and chanting until they give um, Stevens the energy to get a comeback. So that's what it is. He got a hot comeback going. And from there, he would defeat um, Severo. He would give him the last knockdown with a B-twist. And from there, they cheered, and he was raised up on their shoulders. And from there, the police show up, and then, uh, of course, the whole gang scatter. And you go, know, you got Severo knocked unconscious and uh you know definitely you got um orlando telling the police men what actually 
who actually was the cause of the fire, and actually standing up to um, Severio. And he says uh, his reputation of intimidating witnesses is over. And then from there, it gets to the final scene where everyone graduates and they celebrate with Capoeira. So the end scene, you got them, the same people that you see in the beginning of the film that were doing Capoeira. They're actually doing the performance in the graduation. And of course, it, it ends up Stevens doing his thing like he did in the beginning of the movie. Then some getting into the Capoeira with this old mystery. And um, yeah, and then actually the music comes on of probably the favorite song that I put in my playlist, Paranoe. So that's was like the greatest um, movie scene. All right, so that's pretty much the whole movie of um, Only the Strong. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, I mean, this is going back to 1993. You know, I try to look for it and, um, and um, try to look for it, try to rent it, but I know it's on YouTube. So if you actually find found find the movie and watch it, you'll see what I'm talking about. All right, so I probably watched this movie like a hundred times, and you know, really, so it's a real great movie to really experiment with uh, Capoeira. All right, so hopefully, if you plan on taking Capoeira, try to find that school around here. Try try school, try to find a school that's uh, near you that um, actually does Capoeira. All right, so. Okay, so that does it with my session of the kick pod. All right, so if you want to um, listen to my previous episodes, um, make sure you visit the BICBPRadio.com as well as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And and I'll see you next time for next uh, for another episode. This is TJ Williams, your sensei, bowing you out. Grocery shopping day. <laughs> oh, hello, Mr. Cashier. Hello, Mrs. Card Pusher. Hello. How are you doing today? Let's see what the old wife put on the uh, the shopping list today. Let's see what. Um, let's see. Number one, we got a uh, Chris Hamsworth. Oh, that doesn't seem right. I don't. I don't think those they sell those here. Uh, must be some kind of mistake. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Chris Evans. Oh boy. This is her celebrity crush list. Awkward. Don't be like this, husband and wife. There's only one place where a list like that belongs, and that's the Eat Sleep List podcast. You can hear us every Friday on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify.